I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is your f- official. <laughs> Let's start that again. No. No, I you fucked it. You always start again. Be real. Be honest. Share with the audience that sometimes you say official instead official? of official. <laughs> this is your official. <laughs> Leguizamarama, spoiler warning. If you have not seen episode nine of season one of The Power, hop to it. It is out now on Prime and we are about to chat about it mildly. Um, But we probably will spoil a bunch of stuff. But we'll also uh, spoil some of your favourite films, a whole bunch of other TV series you probably want to watch, a whole bunch of shit. We spoil everything. We don't consider what we say when we do this podcast. So spoiler warning for life but mostly for the power. Um, yeah, enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mish and Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where each week Mish and Zach watch Leg- John Leguizamo things. Uh, we kind of signed on to it as a three-year project and then he has in the last two months done, like, I don't know, <laughs> I genuinely don't know yeah. how he fits it all in. I don't understand it. Like, either. I genuinely don't know how he fits all of his projects into I've got no clue. It's crazy. He's, honestly, this year already, it's May, although when this episode gets released, I believe it'll be June, um, he's already done what will take us about 20 episodes of stuff. It's like I genuinely go, I think he has a really good personal assistant. You would think. And I think his management are very, very good. His personal assistant and his management Mm -hmm. and his agency are all working together Mm -hmm. to like someone will do an avails check or an availability check from the power mm. and they will say we can, he can do Monday through Wednesday these weeks, but on Thursday, Friday, he's doing this other fucking thing. Like what does he do with his time off? I don't think he has time off. Do you not think, do you think he's a seven day a weeker? Oh, maybe he has weekends, but I think he is, I genuinely think he like fills it in. I mm. think once, once, like once a thing is locked in, once the shooting schedule is locked in, he then goes, oh, looks like they don't need me this week. Yeah. Get me a job this week. He's like genuinely one of the hard. He's got to be one of the hardest working people in he Hollywood. Must be. He'd have to be. I don't know of anyone else that works as hard as him, but I'm not studying everybody else's filmography. But like it's just constant. When does he learn his lines? That's such a good point. When does he like... Do that. I don't know. But maybe when he went through his like 2000s doing like jobbing actor phase. Yeah. He got good at that. He he got good at just jumping from thing to thing to thing. And now that he kind of could say no to things, if he wanted to, he actually has the ability would, to jump around. If for whatever reason we were ever given the opportunity to chat with him. I, firstly, I think I'd be too scared. 
Um, and secondly, I don't think that would ever happen. But if that were to ever happen, one of my main questions to him would be, how do you find the time to do all of this stuff? What, what's your scheduling like? Yeah, what's your scheduling and who organises it for you? And How does that work? Yeah. I'm one of the hosts of the show, Zachary Rewain. Uh, you might know me from If I Had a Power. Mm. If I could have one superpower, it would be to fly. Okay. Um, and I'll elaborate on that uh, after I get Mish's. Uh, if Mish... Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my best friend, <laughs> Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Uh, if I had a power. Which is the thing you might know her from. Yeah, this is, might be something that you know me from. Um, it would be to be able to change into different things. Uh, what's it called? Morphing. Not, yeah, morphing. Like an anamorph. Like an anamorph. Or like uh, the sexy blue lady from X-Men. Can she morph? She morphs into people. She can morph uh, into any person. Um, but I would want all of it. So people, objects, things. Oh, okay. Because uh, to me, or invisibility, which to me is almost the same thing. Almost. Almost. But like when I say objects, it's like I'd, it'd be cool if I could morph into a post-it note or something. So that's my question. You can morph into inanimate objects, animals, people. people. Is there like a mass equivalence thing? Do you have to, but you, like how do you, is that like, a post-it note that weighs the amount as a person. Can the post-it note see? Yes. Yes, it's sentient. Everything I can morph into, it's still me. I'm can just you still that talk? Thing. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You can morph into anything. Anything. I feel like I'm still me when I morph, but you're looking at a post-it. But it's just me sitting here. But you're looking at a post-it. Can you, would you then become a post-it with legs that could walk? No, but I could morph into something with legs. Right. But you can, can I, talk. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just need to cut this conversation really quick. Yeah. A fibre from my jumper has gone into my eye. Mm. I am struggling so hard. Something is fucking... I, it hurts so much. Well, that is worth... I thought you were going to say a fibre from your jumper just like flew off. No, it's like, like that's not it's enough. like flown into my eye. Is and your I'm, eye all right? Do you nah. Wanna, do you want to just address that? No, I'm going to power through. Are you sure? Just I want people to know that that's you have the energy. Every, this isn't live. No, you this can, is the energy you can, I'm like, going into. You can blink it out. Nah. There was a, this is the energy I'm entering this podcast with. Oh, no. There was a, a, I did my show for Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And, and on, it was hilarious, by the way. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, babe. Um, it but was. I one, don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> yeah, a bit rough. It was uh, really good. <laughs> Um, one night I stepped on stage to start my show and my underwear uh, did that Swiss roll thing where it rolls down and I don't know if it happens in men very often but for women with hips it often happens if your underwear just sits above your hip, um, it rolls. And Wait, what rolls? Your underwear. The so top of your underwear? rolls down until you've got like a roll of underwear underneath your ass. The top of your underwear rolls yeah. down mm -hmm. all, the, all around? Yeah. Kind oh, of like yeah. you know those slap bands on your arms and you slap and they roll? It's like that, but they roll down. And I did my entire show with a log of underwear. Oh, that's terrible. Just sitting underneath my ass. And then that was the energy I took into that uh, particular show. So I'm taking the energy of fibre in my eye socket. I don't think uh, my underwear does that. My underwear does do things, but I think that broadly What does your underwear speaking, do? No, because I think, you know, because boy, like I wear like... Um, the shorts, not yeah. not boxer shorts, not silk boxer shorts, yeah. but like I wear like uh, uh, tight 
shorts, like Bond style. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're really quite they're structurally the hot boy sound. Undies. They're a structural. Yeah, you got to be a hot boy to. Make that it was work. when I was dating. It was always very interesting to see the guys you date the underwear they wear. Yeah, right. And how much it varies, man. Really? Oh my god, yes. I just assume everyone wears underwear like that because it's structurally so sound. You would think, but some people find it very uncomfortable. Oh. Um, I never. No, I did. I came across a silk boxer in my Ooh. dating life. A lot of briefs. A lot of people liked the longer shorts. So long johns that come down like to mid-thigh. Okay. They were very popular. See, I have a pair of them and I don't love them. I really like support. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Around your balls. Yeah, I like something that kind of like I almost like Like my underwear to do a similar thing to what a bra does. Yeah, holds them up. You know, gets them like supports them. And I think that anything loose and shorts like it's almost pointless wearing underwear to a degree. Mm. I understand, like, the, what we, briefs. I get briefs. It's not for me, but I get them. Yeah. I understand the them. The silk boxer shorts one is just crazy. How do you put them in pants? Yeah, they're just, they're, they're, they're like a teenage thing. Mm. Yeah. Cause they, and they, they sweat. They don't breathe. Yeah, the guy who was wearing silk boxes, um, he wore heavy metal T-shirts. Mm. Uh, he was in his late 20s. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no judgment. No but, judgment. But um, And we we had our first kiss outside of a laundromat when I was doing my laundry at a laundromat because I didn't have uh, laundry facilities where I lived at the time. Yeah, right. And he called me. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just at a laundromat. And he's like, I'm in the area. And he came past. He wore silk boxes. Not that day. I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming yeah. so. But um, the, the, like a few nights later, I found out he wore silk boxes. And it's none of your business how I found that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 um, I get briefs, I get, but I, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Um, but no, I don't understand the rolling down. If I had a power, it would be flying, but mm-hmm. Mish, it wouldn't just be like any kind of flying. It would be Neo flying. I'd want to be able to like jump off walls and stuff, you know? You'd like, your power would be parkour. No, not parkour. <laughs> like, um, have you seen, uh... Have you seen, I just think sometimes people when they hear flying, they think just like up and flying. Um, but have you seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yes. Bit of wire foo in the mix. Oh, yep. Okay. I'd love to be able to like. Fancy flying. Yeah. Like I'd love to be able to get it to flying if I have to, mm. but I really like the idea. I just, I would love to be able to like jump on, like to jump, mm. to be able to jump. Like have less less gravity. That th- would be cool. I think invisibility would be amazing. Yeah, I think for invisibility. Would I just be to more be able to, just to be able to disappear every once in a while would be so nice. From a practical point of view, I think that's a better power. Mm. I'm just talking from my heart. Like from every fun. day, I just want to be able to like jump over things mm. and fly. Well, I think that often, like when I watch um, gymnasts in the Olympics and mm. stuff, it's like, how the fuck do you do that with your body? Imagine being able to just do that walking down the street. Oh, hey, by the way, triple axle double flip. But then, like, imagine being on the moon. Oh, yeah. Imagine being on the moon and being able to just, like, jump. Mm. Imagine being able to jump and you go up, like, metres and metres. How Fun. cool would that be? And not Have you ever con- been to one of those trampoline parks? No, I've not. It sounds like you'd enjoy it. But it's not about trampoline. I'm talking, like, you jump and you just, like, go and you just weigh nothing and mm. you fly. Mm. Like, like, gymnasts, they got to be really strong and little. You know, yeah. I want to jump like an astronaut. Yeah, on I understand. The moon. Yep, I understand. Or like Neo. Mm. Or like um, 
Now Neo's too much effort. I want to jump like they do in the in the in the Hong Kong movies. Yeah. Okay. Waifu. That's cool. Um, you got to elaborate on your transforming power, Mish, because I don't. I don't think it's fair. I think you, there needs to be some restrictions on it. No. No, you just asked me what my power would be. I'm not going to restrict my dreams. Okay, I'm going to change what I just said. Scratch that from the record. Can we scratch that from the record? No. But just the jury doesn't have to hear that. No, they heard it. Okay, they heard it. It's on the record. I would love to just come back at you with a new position. Yeah. All right. Okay, I accept that as your power. Mm-hmm. I've got a new question. Okay. If your power was you could transform into anything, mm-hmm. but like that's not super interesting because what would some of the restrictions on that be? Um, I wouldn't have any. Oh. <laughs> but I think. I guess if I had to restrict it, to be able to transform into people or animals would be what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, a sentient he- things, things that are sentient. Here's what I'm going to throw out, right? You can. I want you to keep the inanimate objects. I think that's interesting. Mm. But I just want you to think like you're a, a writer and you're writing this power onto a character mm-hmm. and it's not interesting if it's like too... You know how like sometimes with powers they can be a little too good mm-hmm. and it means that people can get out of every problem? Yes. What are some of the restrictions you would put on that power to make it interesting? That whenever I morphed back into myself, I'd be naked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I think? And I'd lose the clothing that I was wearing. So if I was wearing a really nice dress when I morphed, I'd no longer own that dress. It would disappear. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then when I came back, I'm naked. So I'm making money. (laughs) Do you know what restrictions I would put on you? What? It has to have the same amount of, like, mass. It has to be the same kind of, like... So, mountains and boulders. <laughs> so, it has to be a fat thing. Mish. Is that what you're saying? I the didn't say that. In. If you, your big fatty, wants I to morph, say it's got to be into other fat things. No, that's not what I said. What I said was, like, you can't morph into a paperclip. Why? Because it's too small. So, it has to be things that are my size and weight. Ish. Thereabouts. So, like, you could morph into a chair, but you couldn't morph into a paperclip. Paperclip. You could morph into. Can I morph into an aeroplane? A dog, but you couldn't morph into an aeroplane. You could maybe morph into. No, I don't a drone. like those. No, then I, do, I change my. I want to be invisible then. But I think that's interesting. No, but I, it's not as interesting. One of the reasons I'd like it is because it's kind of similar. Like, if I could morph into a paperclip, no one's going to notice a paperclip. It's like disappearing for a little bit, okay. but you're still there. You're still there. Yeah. What if when you morph into a paperclip, it still has the mass of a person? So someone might catch you because they try to pick it up and yeah. they go, oh, this is as heavy as a person. That's interesting. Yeah. What about that? I'd accept. Good. I'd accept. Mish, yeah, last week we talked a little bit about network television. We did, didn't we? And I was wondering, we should talk about the power. It's the mm. final episode. It is the final. But before we do, I wanted to talk to you about um, what, like, I just want to talk about network television a bit because I'm, I'm, as we record this, when this goes out, I'll be finished. But as we record this, I will, I am four episodes away from finishing Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it really is. For you and me, because then I don't have to hear about it oh, anymore. I know, Mish, next I'm watching Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine. Don't you want a break? 
Maybe. Yes, you do. But Star Trek Deep Space Nine is set on a space station that no one talked about until season six of Star Trek Next Generation and suddenly everything's happening at Deep Space Nine. Please don't. Like, for my sake, have a break, a small break. Maybe. Please. Do you know what you should watch? What? Jury Duty. Oh, have you watched it's it? Great. No, it's I very, thought yeah. I discovered it. Turns out it's like the biggest show of the year or yeah, some shit. Yeah, it's a lot big on TikTok. I messaged um Lena about it. Mm. And um Lena Moon, friend of the pod, fantastic friend comedian. Friend of the pod. I just then, I'm so sorry, but I need to acknowledge this. I moved my microphone away to have a swallow of coffee, and then you mentioned Lena Moon, and then I pulled the microphone in just in time to get me swallowing the coffee. Yeah, I saw you do that. So I just want to apologise to the listener that they had to listen to that. They don't mind. Um, I think it's more so disturbing that you're drinking a coffee at like fucking six o'clock. Do you know why? Because I was like, I need that little boost of energy for the podcast, but, but it's not going to hit. Until, no, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't think it through. That's fine. Um, anyway, I messaged Lena Moon and was like, you have to watch this show because Jury Duty is the kind of show that Lena Moon should do yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so lena it's very lena anyway and she wrote back she was like yeah man i watched it weeks ago in fact i mentioned it in the group chat and everyone just kind of let it go <laughs> and i was like oh so everyone's watched it already but i'm halfway through it my partner and i watched like four or five episodes what's it on in australia prime prime great and it's so fucking good it looks great it's so funny it is so funny for those of you out there who don't know about Jury Duty, <laughs> which you probably do by now, because by the time this episode comes out, it's like well and truly been out for a very long time. Mm. Um, it's about like a, a, a it's a documentary, right, on uh, a jury and um, their process of, you know, being elected to be a part of the jury and then their whole time during the proceedings and all of that. But every single person involved, every single person is an actor except for one guy. Oh, it's so funny. And it's so fucking funny. The actors that they found, I've looked them all up, because they couldn't cast anyone yeah, they famous. they couldn't cast famous people. Because then, like, the guy who's not the actor would, would have been like, I've seen you somewhere. So they're all, like, if you look them up, they've all done a good handful of bit parts in shows. Wow. Um, they all had other jobs. Like, they were still all doing other jobs. Um, some of them are like older actors that have just been doing like waitress and NCIS for like and then 30 this is years. their chance and this, this is, is their chance. it's incredible but they are all so good that's amazing at acting like they're not acting which is really hard to do yeah like it really is to act like you're not acting is really difficult yeah and they kept it up for the whole day oh, around this guy because this one it. guy who's not an actor is in a room with them for the whole day and then is staying at a hotel with them all the entire time and they all have to stay in character while also not looking like they're in character. And James Marsden's in it playing himself. Yeah. Brilliant. It's so funny. And he did an interview where he said that, like, they had to make it realistic for this guy. So often they're all just sitting around for about six hours not doing anything. Like nothing funny. Nothing funny happening because it's like if it was just gag after gag after gag, this guy would have been like, hold on a you second. Have to, you have to space the gags out. Yeah. That's amazing. And That's James Barnes is like there's a scene where they um, flash over and he's having a nap and he's like, I was legitimately having a nap because <laughs> like I was tired. It had been a long day. That's so like, funny. Yeah, it is it is so well done and all the actors in it are so good. That's so like, funny. 
anyway, I highly recommend If you haven't watched it, it is one of the funniest things I have seen. And I've only watched five episodes. I don't know if it gets shit, but it is probably the funniest. Okay. The funniest thing I'd seen up until this point. It's the funniest thing I've seen since um, Only Murders in the Building. Okay, cool. And Only Murders in the Building was the funniest thing I saw in 2021 or 2020, 2021. Yeah, great. Um, and this is now like, like trumped it. When you say funniest thing you've seen, like funniest. Um, in a while, in a few years. Like and funniest big show. Yes, yes. Because I feel like, you you, you know, you're, you're friends with funny people. Maybe you, Surely you've had like some funny conversations. Oh, of course. I mean like, I mean, like a, a memorable funny show. Like when I saw Only Murders in the Building, I was like, I have not seen something this funny in a long time on television. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then I, I saw- just, It's just funny. It's interesting that you would say that, Mitch. Because I've released the television show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in it. And I'm fucking in it. But I'm not. Go on, mate. That's great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> no, it's weird to say that the thing I'm, I'm in is the funniest thing. I only thing thought of it as I was talking. I have to say that. Um, again, no, please don't. Don't say? <laughs> well, you're going to say nice things? Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. No. <laughs> No, I, no, 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 and I will no, I will actually say because this is just uh, a chat I haven't had with you yet. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Listen, um, I will say I was in this, but and I'm assuming when this episode comes out, also, no, oh, there might still be some episodes left, or no, maybe it's no, done. No, it's all out. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's been out since the start. No, no, I'm talking about guessing game. Oh, guessing game. Yeah, that's an that's an internet. Internet is not real television. Yeah, well, on the internet currently, there is a Grouse House show going called the most upsetting guessing game in the world. Yeah, and I'm in it, which is weird to say that like it's so funny, but I do think, however, that the concept of that show is fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like really fucking funny. Oh, thank you. Um, and I well, I can't I can't watch my episode without having um genuine trauma response, yeah. but. Um, it's very, very funny. People should check that out too. But definitely check out Jury Judy. It's really good. So the web series we shot yeah. is close to Jury Judy. Yes. Great. Any thoughts on the television show we made? It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Um, what was I going to say? Mish, I wanted to talk to you because you talked about how much you love Prison Break. Mm. And I, I thought about it. And, and the thing I want to ask you, and then we'll talk about the power. Yes. But the thing I wanted to ask you, right, whenever people talk about good network TV, mm. usually they say, like, they compare it to, like, the, the HBOs and the big and the Netflix. And yeah, stuff, yeah. Right? But they, and they kind of go, oh, it's, it's as good as or it's close to or whatever. And I was thinking about it. It was like, and maybe we've talked about this before. I wanted to know from you, what are things that you like that are specific to network TV that are specific to, I've got some answers, but I just was thinking about it and something that I'm really enjoying. There's a few things about Star Trek that I'm enjoying that are specific to network TV. So I'll give you an example. Yep. I love the lucky dip of it. Yeah. Right. I love that you can watch an episode of a show when it's got 24 seasons, seven, 24 episodes, seven seasons. I love that you can watch an episode and you be halfway through it and you go, 
this is one of the worst episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. This is truly one of the worst episodes. Yep. And then the next episode is one of the best things they've ever done because they're unrelated. Yes. There's like this lucky dip, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of have come to love that because mm-hmm. it's like, what? Uh, you know, whereas with network TV, it all kind of feeds into. Well, I mean, with like the prestige dramas, it all kind of feeds into yeah. each other. And you know, a wonky episode might be building to a good episode. But I love with you never know with, and I love that about network TV. Yeah, there's a thing I love. But then the flip side of that is one of the things I love about network TV is how predictable it can be. Oh yeah, like. I always, when you mention, anyone mentions network TV, I always think of Grey's Anatomy, right? It's mm. the first one I go to because, and I've mentioned this in the pod before, I have periods in my life every two years, maybe every 18 months, every two years, where I spend a week just watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Like I just binge watch it on my days off if I've, if I've got like a week between work or something like that and I just sit in my own filth for a bit. And I eat sandwiches and I watch Grey's Anatomy. And I love it because I know exactly what I'm going to get. Even if I don't know what's going to happen to each character or who the episode's going to be based on or how realistic it's actually going to be, I love that I know exactly what I'm going to get from Grey's Anatomy. You know all the characters. When a a network show, the characters are well realised. They don't change all that much. And when they do change Mm. or when something big does happen, you really feel the impact of it. Mm. But also, it's all good if you don't like it because it's not really going to be a thing in the next episode. Yeah. I do love that. Like, with again, with Star Trek, there was like they're trying on two people as like having mm. a bit of something, something. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just two characters that I'm like, nah. No. For those listening, Worf and Troy, come on. What's with that? Worf and Troy. Yeah, Worf and Troy. I don't need to elaborate. It sounds like a menswear brand. <laughs> it does. I'm just gonna but go I down. Just I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a new pair of pants down at Wolf and Troy. And maybe they'll earn it towards the end. Like they've got five more episodes. I can't remember what happened in the movies. Maybe, but I don't think they will. Well, that was like, do you, did you ever watch Friends? Yeah. Remember when Rachel and Joey started kissing? Yeah. What the fuck was that? That's such a network TV thing of let's try this on. Yeah, it's an absolutely not. And even if the characters go, oh nah, it's like, but. See, the thing with Prison Break that I really liked was it was just the first season. Yeah. It was it was incredibly well thought out. Yeah. Everything tied back. Mm. Everything got, like, in the first season, everything made se- everything connected to everything else. Whoever wrote or was in the writer's room for Prison Break season one, they had a concept and they knew what they wanted. And every episode, multiple things happened and multiple things got tied up. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. So, like, with the power, nice little segue, oh. um, one of the, the issues I have with the show, and it's not with that, the show itself is beautiful, well, shot, whatever, we'll get into that in a second. We're not talking about the power right Do now. Do you want to just talk about the power and then this can be your first point? Yes, but we've got to play an ad. But what's coming on after the ads, Zach? Well, Mish, isn't that great? We yeah. talked last week about having cliffhangers. Yeah. We're going to have an ad, then we're going to talk about the power, and you can find out. Whatever the fuck Mish was about to say. <laughs> about prison break. <laughs> and you know it's going to be probably. In fact, I guarantee the most profound thing you've ever heard me say. <laughs> Here's an ad. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> okay, we're back from the ad. Um, I know you're holding your breath for my prison break fact. I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea what I was going to say. You do. Um, it was going to be about um, planning it out oh, and yeah. your issue with the power. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's have a chat about the power. Should we? Oh, fuck. I lost my note. <gasps> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. What a drama. <gasps> what do I do? You can't find it at all? Not right now. Hold on. That's okay. If you can't find it, we, found can, it. we can improv it. No, I found it. Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That improving the blurb for this final episode would be my worst nightmare. You could do it. Also, this blurb's not very good, but I'll try my best. <clears throat> All right. Episode nine is the final episode of season one of a series that features John Leguizamo called The Power. That nun died, which has caused a divide, <laughs> divide amongst the girls. We never talked about the nun in the last episode. No, we didn't. A nun died. A nun died. Uh, that nun died, which has caused a divide amongst the girls who were staying with them. Those who see Ali as a godlike leader of the group protect her from the police who are coming to find her. The girls transfer their powers to the nuns, which is filmed and posted online for the world to see. Not Angela Bassett's voice continues to encourage Ali and her leadership. Roxy finds Derek, her mum's boyfriend, and discovers that he was a cop. This makes her realise that her dad, Bernie, did in fact organise the killing of her mother. Roxy then sets out to find Ali to join in their mission of empowerment, but not before giving the power to her stepmom, which scares the shit out of Bernie. That's right, Bernie, her dad, organised the killing of her mother. Which is something Roxy could have discovered in episode two, but then they stretched it out to only just be this. That that really annoyed me. The conclusion that he was the one who did it really bothered me. Anyway, meanwhile, Urban Docs encourages Maddie to spy on his family, being Tony Collette and John Leguizamo, and give Urban Docs information so that they can bring her down. But Tony does a pretty damn good job of that herself when she is provoked during a debate and uses her electric eel powers to shock her opponent on national television. When I say I nearly fucking shat myself, I really full-on nearly shat myself. Tatiana releases Tunde from prison in return for info about her sister Zoya, but she then gives that information to the Romanian military. We think it might be Romanian military. The military. Uh, but Zoya and her band of will- women kill them in, a, uh, in mass in a river. It's a really full-on visual. Um, so much happened. So much is unanswered. I'm confused but satisfied but also hungry for more yum-yum. John plays Rob, the dad, but he's conflicted and sad and frustrated, making me also conflicted, sad and frustrated because that's the kind of power he has over me. Good. Good blurb. Thanks. Um, The thing I don't like about the power that I do like about (laughs) Prison Break um, (laughs) is that in Prison Break, uh, like I mentioned before, every single episode, so much happens, so many little mysteries and twists and turns, but within the same episode, so many things from previous episodes are tied up or Mm. fixed up or... Uh, enhanced in some way or completed. There's like a lot of starts and a lot of finishes in each episode and I really like that. Mm. The thing I struggled with with the power towards the end... Because this is now the final episode. This was the final episode of season one. The thing I struggled with with this um, series, and I really liked it. I really did like the series. Mm. Um, But I felt like there was a lot of going up and a lot of like, oh, oh. Oh, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And it never really gave us 
a conclusion. Now, you, can, I'm I not- say, can I can I mm-hmm. paraphrase what you're saying? Mm-hmm. You wish it had been a little more prison break mm. and a little less lost. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. It felt like edging, but I never came. Mm. That's a dirty version. <laughs> I thought you said you didn't like it. <laughs> Um, well, no, but see, that's the thing with edging. It's like you've got, there's a conclusion. It's all fun. No, but there until, are like, Unless you me, don't come. For me, yeah. It's all that's fun. The, and if you be- don't come, then you just, you're, you're completely dissatisfied. I'm not dissatisfied by this show. Yeah. I love the person who's edging me, right? So in this sense, there's a, there's a satisfaction there because of the experience that I'm having. Mm. With the other person mm. But if the person edging me doesn't actually make me come Then yeah, there's a part of me that feels dissatisfied And I'll be completely honest with you There are parts of this show in which I feel dissatisfied It's, um, I mean well, I, Who knows if there'll be a season two Well, there has to be Well, they, they want there to be Clearly yes. they're, they're setting up for a season two But they haven't announced a season they two They have not announced a season two And I, it's a ballsy thing to do because if I don't get answers, I'm a killer bitch. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not going to kill a bitch. But like. <laughs> we learnt nothing from this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like, I'm sorry. I'm about to go on a, a mini rant. Oh, go for it. I really loved, I really enjoyed, I've mentioned it last week. I really enjoyed watching this show, but I was ready to move on to something else. And I still feel the same way. I, I, even if there was a season two released and we could watch it right now, I'd be asking you to take a break because. I read there were some things in this episode that I loved that were like yum yum really really good stuff. Legitimately, when Tony Collette unleashed her electric eel powers on that conservative cunt, yeah, I like my little insides went whoa whoa, and I covered my mouth like I was yeah wow. Myself. I was like Jesus, I did not see that coming. Do you want to know something crazy? Yeah. Oh, no, finish your rant. And then oh I'll no no, it. I'm just going to say like there were things I really loved, but there were parts of this episode. Um, and the last two, the last two, three episodes uh, that kind of just just kind of scratched a little bit at my um, annoyance. You wish it had come to something. Yes. Um, I didn't vibe with her zapping the guy. Really? Yeah, it just, it just was like. I was just like, oh, but where are we? What? Where is this going to go now? That's well, yeah. But not in a way of like, oh, where is this going to go now? In a way that's like, all the mystery mm-hmm. of her character, all the complexity of 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 um, her wanting. I don't know. It just felt there are moments like that that I love, but it just didn't vibe with me. I kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It, it 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 fell into the similar thing as as what you're saying that with, with of broadly just like I I, I really wanted this to, to come to some conclusions yes. yeah I conclusions really, not you know I really there were so many awesome things about this show at the start of it where it was giving us all these different stories and all these different complex stories and it's like they they're not all necessarily connected but are they all going to become connected and this incredible growth of this power, and I was so into it. But to end a season, I feel, with the last three episodes where a lot happened but also not much. Do you know what I mean? Or even like um, it's hard to describe. Like it, 
every story still, even though certain stories have intermixed. Yeah. I honestly, I think that the edging, like as much as it's like a bit dirty, bit cheeky, bit, oh, how you doing? I think edging is a really, really good comparison. It felt like if you're going to edge, finish the job. Eventually you have to. And it's like, I feel like this was a really long time to not come to a climax. I do wonder, I do wonder if, um, where it would go if they got more seasons. But I think, yeah, I think something like, I, I often think a good season finale, I think, even if they're teasing for more, mm. that things close out. Yeah. Things like finish. And that's why I think, I, sorry to interrupt you, I think I got so frustrated with the Roxy story because I think that that's what they were trying to give us. We are like, well, this story has closed out. We found out who killed her mother. It's like, yeah, but also he was the only suspect the entire time. <laughs> And it was he, they asked him, did you kill her in episode two? And he goes, nah. And it's like, oh, okay. And then turn around in episode nine and say, did you kill her? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. It's like that was the most unsatisfying conclusion to a story. Now, I'm still invested in Roxy's character. I thought there was some, I loved the kind of like whatever's going on between her and Ali. It's like, oh, that's very interesting. But that was annoying. The whole like the whole bit with Bernie and like. Yeah. yeah, no, it's almost like that could have been saved. Her mm. connecting with Ali could have been saved for a season two. They could have just rounded out her mm. story and ended on a she's now on the run. Yes. Oh, and maybe she's going to Ali. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's interesting though. A lot of edging. Hey, I want to talk to you about the book. Oh, okay. Because I looked up the book. Yep. And I really want to read the book now. Same. Do you want to know something interesting about the book? Yeah. The book is written from the perspective of a male writer 5,000 years from now, and it's written as history. It's written from the society is now, the whole book is apparently written um, as a book that's saying that from society is now women centric like women are the main it's a matriarchal society women are the dominant gender and this male writer is writing a history of how society went that way and the whole story is set now it's the story of the show but it's like told mm. as a this is how society became the way it oh became. that's so cool and um and i can see why they had to get rid of it for the show because mm. it's a it's a very literary device but i was like that's very interesting it's very, very interesting. interesting. It's a really, in- I was like, and I was just like, it made me go, oh, I'd really love to read the book. I'd love to read the book and sort of get a sense of how much of the story of the book we saw mm-hmm. in the show, how different it is. Like, did we see half of the book? Did we see how far along? Because mm. I imagine it's quite different from the book. But, oh, yeah, I could imagine. Um how much of the book is it all one book yeah it's one book and and the writer said she has no intention of making a sequel so i'm really curious to know and if if you're listening and you've read the book please dm us i'm i'm genuinely curious how it's different because i would love to see and 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 like and it makes me go oh that's super interesting like the 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 story of the book gets a f- is it tells a story of society completely flipping and completely crumbling mm. and completely shifting and it's like man if this story is like one season of five to a complete societal collapse that's super interesting but oh, yeah. like 
Yeah, I just wonder how much of a plan there is. I'm curious I'd like to, to know. know whether the book ends like season one ends. Mm. Or is that like half of half of it? Yeah. I'm, I'd be really curious to know how the book differs from the show. Yeah, same. And like what parts of the show are from the book and what parts are original because I'd love to Do you know. Do what I, ha- I hate about myself is that I'm like, I'm going to read that. I was literally just like, I'm going to fucking buy the book. Yeah. But then it would, I'd just sit on my shelf. I can't imagine. I want to I read it. But I don't remember the last time I picked up a book and read it, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, no, I don't really read books. Would have been at like the start of last year. It'd be an interesting challenge. Maybe we could make each other read the book. We could talk about the book. We already make each other do this. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like maybe we could um, check in every podcast. Go, have you read a chapter of the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Or, it, yeah, yeah. It's probably good for us. Everyone always says read, reading is good. Read books. I'm read currently reading like a magazine about the moon landings. <laughs> Oh, my God, what a dork. I know, and it's, like, fully for kids. And yeah. I'm just like, they're like, the three men that flew to the moon. You're a dork. Did it under great duress. And I'm like, oh, very interesting. <laughs> I am a dork. I'm a real dork. You are a dork. What uh, did you think of the episode? Um, trying to think of everything that went down. Well, it was all the Tatiana stuff as well with Tunde. I thought that was really interesting, like, just a mm. continuation of that. I, I think... I think uh I think her her story is really is the most in, and and her sister mm. it's the thing that makes me want to watch a season 2 more than any other story mm. it, there's a complexity to you know there's a complexity to her yeah like the idea of power and like what her whether she's going to like I think that she like what like who she's going to become and what the type of leader she's going to become like I don't think she's necessarily going to be a good leader or a kind leader no and I think that's super interesting oh very very interesting and I think that that's really kind of powerful and that like massacre scene was really Mm. really powerful because it really um I don't know. I think there's something just really powerful about, you know, talking about human nature and doing a story about flipping. You know, I was thinking about, sorry to bring up Star Trek. I'll bring it up very quickly. (laughs) One of the worst episodes of Star Trek Next Generation, like the worst, it's in season one, is about a planet where that's really, really sexist, but the roles are reversed. Women are the Mm. dominant gender and it is really bad, right? It's a really, really bad episode. Um, and, and the cast say that, like the cast hate this episode. And um, Is it like women are the dominant gender but they all have their titties out and stuff? No, it, it's just like, um, oh, it's, it's hard to go, but it's just like women are the dominant gender um, and then in the end like Will Riker has this speech where he's like, you cannot divide the genders. <laughs> it's like, oh, why is a man saying this? It's so like, <laughs> you know, it, it flips it but doesn't add, yeah. like there's no real reason. And the thing that one of the actors said is they were like um, flipping the gender mm. imbalance is something that is like as old as sci-fi and it's been done a million times and that's part of why they hated it. It was that seeing that like a society where women are the dominant like they were like that's such a cliche and this episode added nothing and i i looked 
at her story and I look at this story and like where this show could go and I go, this is actually the gender flip trope done in a way that's really original and really complex, like done in a way, what makes me want to read the book because it's like, it, it's actually like really murky and interesting and complex and carries, because it's a flip, carries the weight of it being the other way mm-hmm. into it. And it's like, that's all the cool, interesting stuff. So that story I really love. Um, and I kind of want to see where it goes. Yeah. The other stories I was just a little, I just kind of wished it had come Look, to something, you know. If it gets a season two, I'm happy. I want to know what oh, happens. Yeah, me too. I would feel deeply unsatisfied if I did not get a season two of this show. But I am genuinely pleased to be watching something else right now. Like I think it, nine episodes was enough for me for now. It's. Do you know what it is? What's that, mate? I want a season two and a season three and a season four and a season five if it keeps if – it, if, it, if they've got a plan. Yes, yes. If they've got a plan – and it's going somewhere mm-hmm. and it's going to build to something and it's going to go to the places I think it can go to. Mm-hmm. I want a season two, three, four, five. Yep. Um, as it stands, I, but I don't want more seasons if it's more of the teasing. Yeah. But I think they do have a plan. Well, and I hope, I kind of hope that we get more You'd fucking hope seasons. so with how this ended. Like there was no, there was no... Um, it felt like writer's strike. It felt like uh, there was yes. two or three more to go. But, like, I feel like I'm just thinking now, like, season finales, not series finales, season finales often end with some form of cliffhanger mm. of what's going to happen. But it also wraps up stuff that happened in the season because seasons are often standalone things, right? Mm. Not, like, completely, but, like, a, like th- there's things that, like, carry over through a whole series. But a season, you know, this didn't have that. At all. No, no. It, it did not follow the trajectory so. of a regular season of television. No, like it really just sort of is like they're ending a third of the way through the story. Yes, yes. It has the confidence that they know they're getting a season two. Yeah, and that's ballsy. And I hope they do because I want ending. What do you think is a good season, a, a series of television that had a really good season finale? Season, not series? Yeah, I've got one. Go. Buffy season three. Wow. They blew up the high school. Oh. She finished, she graduates high school and they blew up the high school. Yeah. And the whole, like that season was phenomenal. But that's a perfect example because there's like, they knew they were getting another season because it's fucking Buffy and she was about to go to university, but she just spent three years in high school and it's also such a metaphor for high school, the whole thing. Like that whole first three seasons is someone getting through high school and she graduates high school. And they blow up the high school. Yeah. And it's this very, like, it's it's incredible season finale of television. It's really good. I, um, I, I know I've been talking about Succession a lot, but Succession is, I think, one of the best shows for season finales. All of their season finales do it perfectly where they, you know, the whole season has been building to something. It ends, it's mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. but I want to see where they go to next. It's yes. like um, the season three finale. Um, I really have to watch this show. Oh, yeah. Because season three, I'm not going to give it away, but season three ends with like like this, you know, it had been building all season to this mm. thing. There's like alliances, there's this double crossing. 
it ends and it's like it's done like it's like everything that the series was building everything that the season was building to is now done mm-hmm. but what's left it's like i'm trying to think of how to describe it it's like everything that the se- season was building to is over and now everything has settled in a new arrangement mm-hmm. i can't wait to see what the next season is like, you know what I mean? Like yes. new alliances, new enemies, people have changed course, things have been revealed, everything's over, everything we've been hoping to see is done, but now every the landscape is different and it's a different place to build from. Yes. I think that's a good season finale is like more than a, than a cliffhanger is like, The Boys do, does it really well as well where it's like, okay, Mm-hmm. But do you know the one other thing I'll say about Succession is they are also really, really good. And I don't know how much planning it is. I think it's planning in problems that come up. Like there's a problem in, I can't remember if it's season two or season three, right? I think in season three, there's like a, there's like a, they get in trouble. They have like a. Um, what's the word, like a Senate estimates hearing and their company gets in trouble because of things that are like a running joke between two characters in season one. Like, Mm. oh, we have to um, delete some files or we have to shred some papers and that's in season one and it's like big but it's not like that important. But it's like everything that happens, nothing comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's really hard to do well. Oh, yeah, 100% it is because it takes takes – planning like it takes yeah. a lot of really really intricate planning yeah it would be very hard to do and and like planning of seasons that you might not make I suppose yeah I often wonder how much that happens in the writer's room with shows like that do they talk about it or does the head writer just have in the back of their mind mm. or do they go let's just hey as we build this new season what can we take from the last I'm always curious about that Hundred percent. I think there's a there must be a bit of a picture for those really well worked out shows. I reckon, even if it's informally, they must have a bit of a picture of all five seasons they would have of it. Two. I swear to God, though, Prison Break really did only have two. <laughs> well, a lot of you know, I think I've said this before. Have you ever heard that thing that like season the the, the season two is often, often the worst? Is, have I said this? Yes. Yeah, and it's true. I think you're right. Yeah, it's really true that like. Because they and prison break, prison break is probably the best example of that. Of like, what do you do past? I remember when prison break came out. I was like, mm. how are they going to do? Mm. How are they going to? What are they, What about when they get out of prison? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. It's like twenty four as well. The whole thing was like after twelve. I kind of want to watch. I kind of want to watch twenty four. It's wild. It's really because it is really like after twelve hours. I remember there was one season where a group of terrorists got their hands on an atomic bomb. Mm. And then 12 hours into the day, yeah. the atomic bomb goes off in, like, L.A. They, like, drop an atomic bomb in L.A. What Bec- the fuck? Because it's like, what, how do you, what do you do for, like, 24 episodes of serialised real-time television? So then the bomb goes off and then they're like, oh, they've got another bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like that was a show that needed a plan and didn't have a plan, and it's wild to watch. It's wild to see mm. because the 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 problems with a, a show like that become very apparent very quickly. I just I I love shows that f- their final season is their best, and they're so re- hard to find. 
Like, uh, look, they really are. I'm saying this after it's come out. It may have dropped the ball in the last two, mm. but without a doubt, Succession is. Are they ending it though? Mm-hmm. And every episode, every episode mm. is with the confidence that they're ending it. Like they knew they were going to end it in season four. I think that was a creative choice. Mm. And every single episode is like, is the you know, like so good. And it's the first time I've ever seen a show like I really have to watch it. I've just looked it up. I don't know. I don't. No, no, I'm not reading anything about it. I'm no just spoilers. I literally truly just, no spoilers. I read The Logan Family. That's all I've read. Yeah. It's because it's all of it. Do you know what it's about broadly? Uh, yeah. Now I do. <laughs> I reckon it's probably something to do with The Logan Family is known for controlling the biggest media and entertainment company in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But however, you know, their world changes when the father steps down from the company. Yeah. I would say that's probably broadly what it's about. It's the Murdochs. It's about Rupert Murdoch and his kids, but... They can't um, say the Murdochs? They can't say the Murdochs. So so Logan Roy is from Scotland. Truly, like, there'll be spoilers. Sarah Snook is so pretty. P- but be careful because there'll be spoilers. And season four is like... I'm literally on Google images of Sarah Snook. She's incredible. Yeah. She's an incredible actor. She's so good in this show. They're all so good. All the actors are so good. Yeah. The writing is incredible. And my partner doesn't often tell me that he finds people attractive. Like, yeah, right. Not that it, he just doesn't. And he's got like, he just doesn't. He's yeah, not, I, not I, I'll see someone come on television and be like, that's a fucking babe. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do that. But every once in a while, he'll just say, and he mentioned once that he found Sarah Snook really attractive. And I can see why. Like I've just looked. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my partner would find her yeah, attractive, yeah. and she's an incredible actor. There you go. Um, no, Succession is one of those shows where, and it's such a you're so right, where it's really, really good, mm. and I've loved it. Season four, this final season, who knows what the final episode is, but like so far, this has become a Succession podcast. Yeah, no, but so far, well, it's also a Prison Break podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But so far, I, I hate the idea of saying this. Imagine if the last episode's terrible. Oh, um, but I don't think it can be. So, like, this final season has made it essential. Yeah. And that's so rare. Because, like, four seasons, what a time to end a, mm. a big show. Like, the show's the biggest it's ever been and they've decided I to end it now. You know what? This is just, that. like, I, I'm just questioning whether or not I should go on this rant now. Uh, yeah, have a think about it. What do you want to do? You can, you can. No, I'm going to. You got to now. Um, How I Met Your Mother, Mm. right, Uh, famously has what many believe to be the worst final episode Mm. of television Mm. in history. One of them. I thought it was good. I never watched it. I never saw the I watched How I Met Your Mother. I thought How I Met Your Mother, it's not aged wonderfully, but I think a lot of it very funny. I think it gets a bad rap. I think it's structurally very clever. As very well. clever. And like what you were saying before, how there's things that happen in season one that they bring back in season mm. four, which is almost just for viewers of the show. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's for hardcore ones that would remember something like that. They did a lot of that. I quite liked the show. I thought it was very funny. Big crush on Jason Segel. Like, you know, how it is, makes sense for me. Um, But I thought it was quite funny and I thought the structure was quite funny. And I saw the last episode of the show when it aired on television and I was like, I like that episode. I really like how they've wrapped up this show. And the world went fucking nuts about how awful it was. Yeah, people are weird. People are weird because... But it's such a... like I And I haven't changed my opinion. I honestly still think that it did good. I don't think it's the best episode of television, but I'm like... Considering how long they did this, but how did he meet their mother thing for, 
There's only so many conclusions they could have come it's, to. It, I didn't yeah. guess where they were going. And when they did it the way they did it, I thought it was very clever. This is where like... Well, not very clever. It was clever. But this is where succession needs to be given props because if they had done another two, three, four seasons, they would have kind of played out everything mm. so that when once they were doing the finale, it, it would kind of be like, all right, why are you like, okay, that's... Why is it going down this path? It's already kind of gone down that path before. But by ending it on season four, things are happening that yeah. have never happened. Yeah. And I think that's usually the problem with network TV or like big long shows. I never watched Game of Thrones, but by all accounts, it's like when the show becomes about, oh, it's not really about who takes the throne. It's about the, the fighting for it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh then who cares who takes the throne? Like, yeah. And people think that the ending is about that, but then it's not really about that. Yeah. I'm really psyched. I know I said last week I'm finishing, I'm like two or three episodes away from finishing Star Trek. Star Trek. And I have heard that this final season has been mixed. The best seasons were three and four, but I've heard it has one of the best season finales. Of oh, how exciting. It, apparently it's got it, a famously... Like it's in the it's in a lot of lists as best finales. Great because like yeah, it's seven seasons, it's hundreds of episodes. Like rare that it has a good like a show like that has a good ending, but this one apparently has a really good one. So I'm really excited for that. Oh, that's so nice. Um, did you ever watch Mash? No. Um, no, I did watch Mash. Yes, I thought you, I thought you said Jag, <laughs> <laughs> and I watched Jag as well. <laughs> Watch Jag. How good was the Jag guy? You know, <laughs> I never the, watched Jag. You know, the Jag guy also did NCIS. No, I didn't know that. And you know, was Jag, Jag Australian? No, Jag was the um, about the Navy court. I always get Jag and Water Rats mixed up. Similar. That was about Navy as well, wasn't well, it? Well, Water Rats, here's a fun fact. One of the main actors in Water Rats was my mum's first kiss. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, she went over to his house um, and he had a new rabbit and she asked to hold his rabbit and he said, I'll let you hold my rabbit for a kiss. They were both young, very yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. And um, she kissed him that's so funny. she could hold his rabbit. That's so funny. Mm. Um, no, Jag was a court show. It was kind of like the, the practice. Mm. But it was um, it was uh, about the Navy courts because they have their own court system. Oh, whoa. So if something happens, because things happen internationally and mm. stuff like um, So it was like a military, it was like a Navy guy and he would do it, but it was a court show. And then NCIS, do you know what NCIS is about? Yeah. It's like CSI. Yes. Except it's the Navy CSI. Is that what NCIS is? It's it's literally Navy. It's like if it happens for the Navy. There is a guy in Hollywood that has twice now yeah. gone into. <laughs> he's got some real fucking, he's gone, got some real jonesing for the Navy. He loves the Navy, but more than that, he has gone in <laughs> twice. He has gone into a, into a pitching room. He sat down at a table with executives. <laughs> Pitched the same thing. He's gone, you know that show that everyone loves at the moment? First he said the practice, then he said CSI, and then he's gone that, but Navy. And twice, I'm saying (laughs) twice that has succeeded. Who knows how many times he pitched it, 
What other Navy versions of shows did he pitch? What's remarkable is that he got it twice. Because my my thing is is that he got- And there was was, no one that went, he's done this before. (laughs) Because because I believe, with every fibre of my being, that when X-Files was big, he went in and he said, Navy X-Files. And when 90210 (laughs) was big, he was like, Navy Navy school. (laughs) It's all the teens training for Navy. And when I think he has pitched every single show and twice he pulled it off. My mum used to always say to me, and she still does, everyone has one story. Like like every like you can always tell a person like their art like by their art. Like everyone has one story to tell. And I'm always like, that's not true. But then I hear stuff like this, I'm like, maybe she's onto something. He just wants his legacy to be navy dramas. But it's so funny because like Navy CSI is so weird and it's so loosely tangentially navy based. But you could take anything and make it CSI, bakery CSI. Yeah, but he does Navy CSI. Yeah, you could do landscape gardening CSI. (laughs) It's true. You could honestly take any pharmacy CSI. That's one. That is true. Pharmacy CSI. Yeah. Think of a a profession that you could then attach to CSI. That, well, any of the armed forces. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My thing is, what's a thing you could Navy-fy? Like put in the what, Navy. What are big shows you could, what are other shows he may have pitched? MasterChef Navy. MasterChef Navy. <laughs> he definitely pitched a prison, ba- prison break Navy. Yeah. Oh, no, without a doubt, yeah. Navy Hospital. Oh, absolutely. So, like, and he, I reckon he's pitched it multiple times. So, yeah. when um, Grey's Anatomy was big, he yeah. pitched Navy Hospital. But also, like, something light, something light and, like, um, you know, like in like like an Ally McBeal Navy. Because people would have been like <laughs> Yeah, Lady Navy. Yeah. Yeah, funny. One Navy. Tree Hill Navy. <laughs> and then he like went into when um HBO started blowing up, he went in and pitched Navy the Wire. <laughs> Sex in the City Navy. Oh, good times. Um, hey, Zach, do you have any final thoughts on the final oh, I just I feel like we didn't embrace the finality of this episode enough, hey? No. But I, it's fitting, I, apropos. Yeah, true. But also I've just finished watching it. Like I finished watching it today and I, I am genuinely pleased to be taking a breather from it. I think we actually did because there isn't a hell of a lot to discuss. Yeah, no, it, like, it kind of just was like. Yeah, it was, it was I th- arguably the most unwrapped up season finale I've ever seen. Truly. Truly. There was like, honestly, the only story that kind of semi got a bit of a wrap up was Roxy and her dad. And it was very unsatisfying. I'm not taking away from the show being good. The show is good. And I think people should watch it. I really do. I think it's such a fascinating story. I've never seen a show done like this before. There are some, the imagery in this show, this entire season, some of it is so powerful. Like I, I think I'll always remember the scene where um, the guns start being shot and everyone ducks except for the mother. Mm. And she's saying to her son, like, stop what you're doing. Like, that's an incredibly powerful image. I always remember that. Some of John Leguizamo's beautiful uh, 21st century work. (laughs) Really. Really, really good stuff. Seeing Tony and John together. There are things about this show I'll take with me for life, but I need a break because it's just a hell of a lot 
um, to leave her and then also expect us to be able to hold on to for 18 months until they release season two. It's true. You know what I mean? I if ho- they release a season two. I hope, I really hope this gets a season two. Yeah, same, same. I really, really do. Um, and I'll be ready to watch it when it comes out, but I just need a break. Yeah, because I just, I feel like, do you know what I'd love to know? Tell me, mate. I'd love for it to get as many seasons as it needs. I'd love for it to be like, I, I hope there's a meeting happening right now where Amazon has sat them down and said, how many seasons do you need? And they've said, we need two more. And I hope they go, okay, you've got two more seasons. Mm-hmm. Go for it. That'd That's nice. what I would pray. And they go and they just they, they wrap it up mm. and do should, it right. Should... No, I was about to say, should the Leguistamo rating be based on the season or this episode? It's got to be this episode. It's got to be this episode, and in which case I'm giving it. What happened this episode? He, he got didn't the, do a hell of he a He got a little Eskimo kiss from that journalist. Oh, my God, we didn't even talk about that. He's going to fuck a journalist. Is he? I, well, yeah. What a what a cliffhanger. That actual scene. No, no, that's final thought. So um, the the husband, uh, John Leguizamo's character. Starts we should doing- have talked about this. 100% starts doing flirty with Instead just, of Jack. Starts doing flirty with a fucking journalist. Who's doing a piece on his wife. On his wife. And she, obviously, she's going to play him. Like, I could just see that she's yeah, she going to play him. But there's this scene where she goes over to him at the elevators, gives him her room key and says, I'm in this room. Gives him a little Eskimo kiss and walks off. And then it's a shot of him looking off after her. So it's just a shot of him, his body, probably for. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Around about 10 seconds. Some of the most phenomenal not speaking acting I've ever seen in my life mm. of the thought process. Meanwhile, behind him is some of the worst extras drunk acting I've oh, ever I seen. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. It was this incredible juxtaposition of John Leguizamo at the lifts. I wrote this down to talk about. And now yeah, we're yeah. fucking rushing it at the end. But John Leguizamo no at the lifts. No rush. No rush. John Leguizamo at the lifts thinking, am I really going to fuck this journalist? I've been given this opportunity I haven't felt this kind of freedom in a really long time, I suppose. Freedom's a, a you know, weighty word in this sense. But um, And he's got all these – and it's this incredible actor having this incredible moment and these two drunk extras need to come past and bump him because mm. then he gets – he shows this little bit of butch rage where he, like, pushes them and stuff, right? And it is – the extras walk past – and bless them, like, they've got – but it's bad drunk acting. It's honestly like they stumble off behind him and they're like stumbling around and it's just like not very good drunk acting. I feel awful saying that because the extras might listen to this. They might. And in which case, fucking cool that you got the show. And I got to say, if you're listening, I've like fucked up opportunities because I'm bad at drunk acting. Drunk acting's hard. I'm bad at drunk acting. Drunk acting is really hard. I've never done it good. Mm. I've never done it good. I've had to do it a few times. I've never pulled it off. Some of the best drunk acting I've ever seen was Whoopi Goldberg directing a drag queen in RuPaul's Drag Race, How to Be Drunk. 
It was really interesting. Because she said to keep it together, yeah. Yeah, she's like, when you're drunk, it's not, like, when I can remember, I might misquote, but she's like, you're not falling around. It's a constant, I'm not going to fall. Fuck, Whoopi Goldberg's good at she's that. She's so good. And then she's just like, you ain't going nowhere. She's like, you're just standing there, but everything's slightly slower because you're not falling. Yeah. And it was just really great. It was like, oh, wow, that's funny. <laughs> Very good acting. Anyway, um, I if he fucks this journalist, I just I I couldn't I can't handle his character doing that. Well, I mean, for me, right? He gets the offer to fuck the journalist, and then he goes to the debate. Yeah, is that the timeline, or is that like the next day? The next day, I think. I don't think he went to fuck the journalist. I think being knocked by these drunk people, and then he pushes him and goes, "Fucking don't come at me, man!" And it's this rule, like, "Whoa, what the fuck." And then it ends and he goes upstairs. It's like it's taken him out of his haze for a little bit. But if the journalist comes back and he fucks the journalist, I have a feeling that that will then be released to the press and it'll all come out that Margot's husband, although Margot's fucked herself anyway because she got the power and she nearly killed her opposition. She zapped him. Yeah. Yeah. That was full on. Anyway, um, I really hope he doesn't fuck the journalist, but also I kind of do because it would make for good television, but I'm so invested in him and Tony Collette, you know. And I think if he fucks the journalist, she won't be happy. It should have ended with the zap. Yeah, man. That should have been the end of the episode yeah. and the end of the season. Yeah. Wrap everything else up and then have a debate and then she zaps him. Oh, what's going to happen? Yep. Anyway, uh, Lego Starmo is based on this. I'm going to give it four. 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 Yeah. Based gonna, on that scene alone. Yeah, where he's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it four. Yeah. And uh, four. Yeah, we don't do quarter stars here at Leguizamarama. No, we do quarter chicken and chips. Yeah, we do yum yum. <laughs> well, we don't do that either. I don't, I don't do that. I don't eat meat. But I eat the chips. <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is here at Leguizamarama, we eat chips. Here at Leguizamarama, <laughs> we love some chippies. <laughs> hey, Mish. Um, thanks so much for joining me hey, on Zach. Zach's Leguizamarama. Hey. Yeah. I love you, man. I love you too, bro. <laughs> What's Tom taking us away with? Your choice. Oh, fuck. Um, the c- Leguizamarama theme. No, we've done that before. With Tom doing an impression of John Leguizamo as Tibble. We haven't even done a Tibble. I don't even know if he knows. He would know who Tibble is. Peace. I hate the word. He oh, knows yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, do that. Just have a few goes at peace. I hate the word, Tom. Yeah. All right, Mish, thanks so much. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for having me on your podcast. What? (laughs) Peace. I hate the word.